the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Hour number two underway now, nine minutes past 10 o'clock. Thanks for being with us. If you just turned the radio on, apologies for the voice. I'm going through a bit of a winter cold. Yes, it's a winter cold. This is what happens. I don't want to repeat myself from the first hour very much. But yes, people still get sick and have it not be, oh my God, you got COVID, you coughed. You coughed, you're sniffly, you have a runny nose, or worse, a stuffy nose. You're congested. You've got the vid. Go get tested. Get a test. Get a test. Get a test. No, not going to get a test. I have a cold. I've already had COVID, first of all. Second of all, I have a cold. Happens to everybody. And we don't go running to get tested, only to be sent home with nothing being done about it anyway. That is one of the biggest problems we face with this ongoing issue. All right. Uh, thanks for being with us on this Wednesday. It's the 22nd morning of the 12th month of the year of our Lord, 2021. I want to welcome a new voice and a new uh, name to this program. He's not a new name in uh, conservative media. I shouldn't even say conservative media. That kind of uh, puts a damper on the journalism that he does. But I know he is conservative-minded just because I've read his work for some time now. And he's open-minded, which is what journalists are supposed to be. Jeff Lauderback. Um, has been working in media for a very long time. Uh, he's a freelance writer, an author, and a publicist. He's been in mainstream media as a reporter and editor. He now works with Jack Windsor's Ohio Press Network, also the editor of All in Ohio. Um, and he joins us now because I invited him to talk a little bit about what we heard yesterday from Joe Brandon and also uh, about his ongoing attempt to tell the truth, to follow real science and not the fake science being pushed by Dr. Fauci as it pertains to his coverage of COVID-19. So, Jeff Lauterbach, welcome to our program. It's good to have you. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks, Bob. And it's great to talk to a fellow purveyor of misinformation <laughs> well, we will get to that, I promise you, and that's that's the most hilarious part about all of this. Hey, Jeff, before we get into that, um, tell me about All in Ohio. 
Well, I started at uh, allinohio.com about, uh, well, it was like June of 2020, because uh, you mentioned my background in journalism. I've been a features writer and editor, a news writer, a sports writer. I've covered uh, pro sports and college sports, and I really didn't start getting into politics and issues until, uh, well, like many of us back in uh, March 2020 when uh, Governor DeWine and uh, Amy Acton's response to COVID didn't match the science. And so I started writing about it, questioning it, and that led uh, to uh, writing about uh, Jack Windsor. And uh, and now I'm uh, working with Ohio Press Network. But I started all in Ohio as a, an online publication about conservative politics and, and issues and personalities and also advocacy to uh, – Ban the mask mandates. That's how it originally started. Well, I'll tell you what, that's uh, that's great background information, and I'm so glad that you did indeed come around to start doing this, covering COVID-19, following science, also covering the Ohio Senate race very closely for the Ohio Press Network. I want to talk to you about all of those things. But let's start out. What, what really prompted me to reach out to you to come on today? And I read a lot of your stuff on Facebook. We are obviously Facebook friends, and... Um, and, and I have a lot of respect for an argument that, argument that you made yesterday. And that one was about, hey, where'd you get your medical degree? It seems as though uh, to those who disagree with you or me, or as you kind of called jokingly call us per, uh, fellow purveyors of misinformation, according to the Joe Biden standard, um, you know, they, they, they want to try to diminish you by saying you don't have the credentials to counter the science being offered by real doctors, doctors Fauci and doctors, Dr. Collins and some of the others. Um, your response to that, I think, was terrific. Um, we don't have to have medical degrees to have sources of people who do have medical degrees and who present science that they welcome challenges to, as opposed to the likes of Dr. Fauci, who wants no challenges to his science. In fact, you probably saw the same emails that I did. He and Dr. Collins colluded, conspired with one another to bury science and scientists that dared challenge their recommendations on how to deal with COVID-19. So can you can you get into a little bit about that that response? Yeah, well, that's, uh, well, we, we, you know, we're both journalists, so we know that uh, when you're a journalist, uh, in, in my case, uh, a writer, you can write about anything if you have the right research, the right sources, ask the right questions. I mean, that's what you do as a reporter. Mm-hmm. And look, I've, I've been a business editor and business reporter, and I've written about uh, an array of industries I had no knowledge of before. And so... I mean, it goes back to that response in March and April of 2020 when it just didn't match what, what was going on. You know, the first few weeks, we understandably had some caution because we were being told it was going to be uh, much worse than it actually was. And then, uh, you know, they kept on propagating the same message. So that's when I started writing about it. And then immediately I got a lot of backlash from people saying I'm a COVID-idiot and, uh, uh, you know, Charles Manson, uh, I, I got that uh, response because writing about how masks are ineffective and always pointing to the fact that there's a lot of, there's abundant medical studies and factual data that show masks don't mitigate uh, a virus, much less this one. So 
And that, that was my point. You know, as a journalist, you don't, uh, I mean, I've, I've written about law before and I'm not an attorney and I'm not a CEO of a company, but I've covered uh, industry before. So, right. You know, and, I, yeah, and but, you mentioned your sports background. I have a sports background as well. I've written about basketball, but I never played in the NBA. That doesn't mean I can't learn enough about a subject in order to have an informed, not just a, not just an opinion, but an informed opinion on that. And that is what I think you do in every piece that I see that you write, which is, I'm sure, what Jack Windsor saw in you that said, hey, I want this guy to be on my staff uh, and on my team with Ohio Press Network. Uh, because you do. You write very informed opinions, uh, and you give a lot of information. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what, what we saw yesterday. You joked, obviously, about there being a purveyor of misinformation. I would argue that uh, Joe Biden is the one who is celebrating those who push misinformation, because he has said on a, numer- a number of occasions, Jeff, that if you get the vaccine, you won't get COVID-19. He has said that on multiple occasions. They're on tape. They're on camera. If you get the vaccine, you won't get COVID. That's a lie. That's flat-out misinformation because people with double and double vaxes with boosters are getting COVID-19. And so who's the real purveyor of misinformation here when they're trying to force everybody to take these experimental toxins in their body under the guise of true inoculation, which it does not provide? Yeah, well, that's uh, that's been consistent since the beginning with uh, whether it's Mike DeLine, uh, Amy Acton, uh, what Vanderhoff, uh, Fauci, uh, and Biden. Uh, as far as the first COVID uh, being more dangerous than, than a factual data shows, it actually is. And then, uh, like you said, the from the beginning. Uh, they keep on changing the explanation. At first, you got to get the vaccine because you don't want to get or spread the virus and you don't want to die. And then they come out and say, well, you can still transmit the virus and get infected, but it'll reduce symptoms. When factual data shows all along that the vast majority of people who actually are positive for COVID have no or mild, no symptoms or mild symptoms. And, uh, I mean, that's not saying that it doesn't impact certain people and certain people, a certain segment aren't dying, but it's all, I mean, the, the response is far more dangerous than the uh, cause. And now it's causing people to lose their lives, lose their jobs. And it's, uh, and, and there's no end in sight to that. Well, you're exactly right. Apologies, I was about to cough there. Um, no, you're exactly right. We're talking with Jeff Lauderback, who's a reporter and a correspondent for Ohio Press Network, also All in Ohio, of which he is the uh, the uh, editor. And we're talking about COVID-19 and Ohio's, uh, particularly Ohio's, but also the Brandon administration's response to COVID-19. Um, what do you make of uh, of the, the, the passports that they are now pushing, Jeff, um, Chicago just joined New York, and I think San Francisco uh, in in uh, banning anybody from getting inside of public spaces, including restaurants, gyms, arenas for sports or concerts, et cetera, et cetera, unless they can prove with a vaccine passport. Now, we're not even talking about negative tests anymore. Got to be a vaccine passport in order to get into these places. And now, by the way, because you know that if you get a uh, a vaccine uh, mark on a piece of paper and you lose that piece of paper, you're in trouble. 
If you get the vaccine QR code on your smartphone and you lose your smartphone, you're in trouble. Now they're pushing the chips, uh, Jeff. They're pushing the chips. In Sweden, they're already doing it. They're injecting people with the grain of rice size chip under their skin that they can just scan that shows that they are indeed clean. They're not part of the great unwashed, that they have had their vaccine so that they can get in. Do you think that comes to the United States? Well, what I've learned over the last 20 months is uh, what I once thought is conspiracy theories. <laughs> Anything is possible. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what we've uh, seen the past, I mean, uh, Australia, I mean, that's staggering to see what's going on there. And I think what, I, I think it's Ger- Germany. Uh, that's another country where mm-hmm. you just wouldn't think what what's happening is, is going on. And yeah, I think if we don't elect the right people, uh, I mean, it's critical this uh, 2022, this, uh, that the House and the Senate are are turned over to the Republicans, and we actually elect real Republicans and not uh, Democrats posing as Republicans. I mean, that's yeah. that's critical to uh, make sure that legislation passes or is reversed, so so we don't have to do that. I'm I'm, I'm a lifelong Red Sox fan, even though I'm from Southwest Ohio, and I've been to Boston several times over the years. And I can't even go to a Red Sox game if this holds up because they just announced that uh, right. you know, yeah. vaccine passport. So I can't go to Fenway Park or I can't can't go to a bar and uh, can't go to uh, – I'm a history nerd and I love going to all the history attra- historical attractions. I can't go there. And that's that's a violation of our liberty. And sure. And it's uh, it's unfortunate that some businesses I know in Ohio, like Steve Stivers of the Ohio Chamber of Commerce, is pushing the fact that businesses should be able to discriminate. And there's there there's also uh, plenty of elected officials who believe the same way that uh, businesses should be able to tell tell you what you're able to do in that regard. And I just think it's uh, unacceptable and uh, it, it's. It's just stunning that this is happening in the United States. Well, no, it, it is it is very stunning. Jeff Lauterbach is my guest from the Ohio Press Network and all in Ohio talking about. And for those who don't know what I'm talking about, this is a Newsweek ma- uh, uh, magazine article from December 3rd, so this month. People in Sweden are increasingly seeking to have microchips inserted into their bodies that contain their COVID-19 vaccination records. Um, video shared uh, by a Stockholm-based newspaper showed one individual having the chip inserted near the thumb of his, his right hand, a procedure that was performed quickly, blah, blah, blah. And then I've got other articles here saying that, yes, this is something that is being experimented with there, and it will eventually be brought and made available here. The question is, is available code for required? Because vaccines were made available, and then you know a year later, not enough people took them, according to the government, uh, and, uh, and now they're required. And, of course, it's going to come down to the Supreme Court to decide whether or not they can be uh, the, that requirement, that mandate can continue. So, you know, this is a, you talk about surrendering, Jeff, personal bodily autonomy and having to take the vax itself. Is it that much of a leap to say that you have to take the chip itself in order to prove that you are vaxxed or profit shot? Um, because that's ultimately what these are. Well, I think what we've seen... Uh 
here in Ohio, uh, the state legislature isn't standing up against it. And I've, I, I just think it's, uh, definitely possible. I've, I mean, it's, I think it would be naive to think that that can't happen if, uh, unless there's a, a change in, in legislature and a change in, in bills and, and people, uh, saying enough is enough because there's so many people who have already caved and have gotten the vaccine for one reason or another, and they they will never be able to reverse that. That's right. That that's exactly right. They can't do that, Jeff. Uh, real quick, speaking of changing of uh, you know power in the legislature, there's going to be a change in the Senate uh, because Rob Portman is out. You've been following that race very closely. Can you hang on with me through a short break here so I can ask you a couple of questions about your observations in that race? Sure. Thanks. Okay. Jeff Lauderback, Ohio Press Network, and All in Ohio is with me. Let's take a quick time out and come right back with him on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, 1026. I've got four good minutes left with Jeff Lauderback. Jeff is the editor of All in Ohio, a beacon for Ohioans and Ohio communities. He's also a correspondent and reporter for the Ohio Press Network, which is Jack Windsor's organization. Uh, Jeff, as noted, you are working very hard in covering the um, Republican primary for the Senate seat, uh, going to be vacated by Rob Portman. You've written a long profile piece on each of the primary candidates in that race. Um, what jumps out at you? What can you tell us about uh, what you've learned about these folks uh, since you began this coverage? Well, it's interesting because, I mean, any, any of us who are following uh Federal politics knows that the Senate is 50-50 with Vice President Harris having the tie-breaking vote. So it's essential. This race is key, uh, not just Ohio, but there are about five or six other states where uh, the Senate Senate seats are uh, very integral for what happens in 2022 and beyond. So obviously with Rob Portman, different people have different opinions of him, but he he appears to be, uh, based on his voting record, uh, he doesn't seem to be very conservative. And so I think it's important. Uh, personally, I, I look at it two different ways because I have a personal opinion. Then, you know, as a, a journalist, I'm objective. Personally, I want to see a conservative in there. Um, professionally covering it, we have really, uh, well, yeah, there's a poll that, and I, I, I don't know how to uh, properly pronounce it, Trafalgar or Tra- Trafalgar. The, Trafalgar, yeah. The, uh, yeah, the group out of Atlanta that produced the first independent poll uh, a couple days ago. And it's consistent. I mean, from the beginning, we've seen Josh Mandel leading all polls, regardless if they're commissioned by campaigns or, in this case, an independent. He has 214 what I was surprised about this one is J.D. Vance is in second with 14.9% because he had been polling a little lower. And then you have uh, Mike Gibbons at 11.9, Jane Temkin at 10.4, Matt Dolan 5.3, and Bernie Marino 1.7. And Mark Paquita is never even included. But that's I think that's a fascinating point that uh, he has a lot of grassroots support. And I know he's very controversial to some people but he i think he has more support than people believe and uh and then you have jd vance and jane temkin who don't appear to be extremely conservative but they 
have a lot of funding, so they're going to be, uh, in my opinion, they're going to be in it till the end. I mean, you have seven main candidates, and I think uh, at least six of them will be in till the end. I mean, till the primary, the May third primary. Right. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, I think you hit it right on the head. You know, Mark Pukita is a guy who's got a lot of grassroots support, but he's got no money. He doesn't have the money to get that message out there, so I don't think he's going to be a factor as much as I really admire some of his bona fides, if you will, his uh, credentials as a conservative, whereas J.D. Vance has all the money in the world to spend. So does Bernie Moreno, so does Mike Gibbons, uh, Josh Mandel, probably a little bit less so, but some of these other guys have the money. The question is, who's got the messaging? Yeah, and it's interesting how... Uh... Uh, some of them are actively pursuing uh, President Trump's uh, support, and about the only one who's not is Matt Dolan. He uh, he 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 vows to be another Rob Portman. He's he said that he said he wants to continue what uh, Portman has done. So he's about the only one who is not actively pursuing the President Trump's endorsement and. And I know Bernie, Bernie Marino and J.D. Vance have been criticized about their uh, previous anti-Trump comments. And uh, I know Josh Mandel is running his campaign strictly through the churches, which is a unique uh, approach. It's, I, I think it's a fascinating race. I'm, I, I love covering it because all seven main candidates have different uh, characteristics and approaches and mm-hmm. I, I just think it's uh, and this is one of the most historic races that we've had here in the state and uh, and, and it's critical for the future of the country uh, who wins yeah it's critical that it become a, re- a conservative republican who wins the primary and then beats tim ryan in the actual general it's critical because i've had enough of rhino rob and i know a lot of other people feel the same way Jeff Lauderback from All In Ohio, which you can check out at allinohio.com, also the Ohio Press Network. Really great to talk with you on the air. Thanks so much. Keep up the great coverage of both COVID-19, hold people's feet to the fire, and as well as this uh, Senate race. Jeff, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. 1031 now. We'll take a time out. Come right back on AM 1420 The Answer. America, a wake-up call, courtesy of the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. I was there on Inauguration Day when, when Joe Biden took the oath of office, and I remember his speech where he said he pledged to unite the country. He was going to bring the country together. And then yesterday, as I'm watching his press conference, I'm like, uh, you know, anything but. This, he's doing anything but that. And frankly, that has been, since, since Inauguration Day, he's done everything but unite the country. And every one of his policies has been a mess. Pretty hard to disagree with the word of that, right? And did you hear Joe Brandon yesterday? Dividing people along COVID lines, along vaccine lines, on vaccinations. Talking about the patriots who've gotten vaccinated to protect themselves and others from infection even though the shots don't protect yourself or anyone else from infection? Telling America that the unvaccinated are responsible for all of these problems? His failure, 
his utter failure on COVID when he ran for president on the argument that uh, Donald Trump has no answer for COVID. I do. I'll defeat it. He's had more tools at his disposal, thanks to Donald Trump, which he even admitted, than Trump had in the year of 2020. He's had far more tools at his disposal, and things are worse than ever. Depending on how you view worse than ever, if you judge it by their standard, it's worse than ever because it's cases, cases, cases. Cases are crazy. Look how many cases there are. Well, if you had an answer for it, why are the cases so high? And here's a better question. Brandon, as you divide America along vaccinated and unvaccinated, trying to create vaccination leper colonies or unvaxxed leper colonies separated out from the rest of the enlightened people of the world, why don't you recommend treatment? Why is it when somebody goes in and tests positive, they're not being sent home with prescriptions for things that will treat and help them get over their covid Therapeutics exist. Monoclonal antibodies exist. Why are they pretending that they don't exist? And why are you pretending that natural immunity doesn't exist? Provide treatments, not just hospitalization, ICU, ventilator. Remdesivir, which, by the way, does more damage than good. That's on the good list for COVID-19 treatment. Because Pfizer and Moderna make billions off of it. But ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, the big pharmaceutical giants, the drug cartels, they make nothing. They make nothing from that nor from uh, natural immunity. That's why. And so he continues to blame the unvaccinated. That is just, it's insane. But that's the division that he wants. I started out this morning talking about... um, You know how I've got a cold, uh, which I do. I'm congested. I've got a little bit of a scratchy throat. I'm coughing a lot, especially during the commercial breaks, which you can't hear, thank goodness. Um, Just started really yesterday. But I've got a winter cold, which if this were any other time of the year or any other year other than last year, this current period we're in, be no big deal. People say he's got a cold, but now it's, oh, my God, do you have COVID? Do you have COVID? Do you have COVID? Did you get reinfected with COVID? No, I didn't get reinfected with COVID. But the way they tell the story, well, you might have Omicron. You might have Omicron. Get tested. Get tested. Why? Is there a treatment for Omicron I don't know of? No. Because Omicron, by the way, presents itself pretty much as a cold does. So why would I, why would I want to go and get tested and add another case number to the positive number of cases when it's literally irrelevant? Second of all, you're allowed to get colds. That's what people used to do before they had COVID-19 questioning every single time somebody sneezed or every time somebody coughed. You have COVID, you have COVID, you have COVID. It's insanity. And then they want to separate us out. I played this before. I'm going to play it again now. They want to separate us out from uh, uh, from our families based on our COVID status and based on our vaccination status and based on our last time we took a negative test status and all of this other nonsense. This is what they're trying to do. I think it's a bigger part of something. I don't want to go full of conspiracy theory on you. I don't do that. But I think it's much bigger um, than just COVID policy. I think there is an element of trying to break up families because this is what the fundamental transformation of America does. Uh, you know, this is this is what it requires. This is what it what it entails. 
But their goal to fundamentally transform America would, would lead to or actually need to be led by the, um, the breakup of, of uh, the American family. This is something we've seen time and time again. Last night on Tucker Carlson, the lieutenant governor of the state of Texas, a man by the name of, uh, of uh, uh, I keep wanting to say Dan Crenshaw. It's not Dan Crenshaw, for crying out loud. I don't know why I'm having a brain cramp here. Um, but the lieutenant governor of the state of Texas was on with Tucker talking about Dan Patrick, not not Crenshaw. There you go. It's Dan Patrick. I knew it would come to me. Talked about the division being fostered and created by the Brandon administration and talked about how they're trying to stop us from having our family time, maintaining our strong family ties and bonds, trying to break people up based on VAC status, trying to divide them, and how it's not going to work. Because this this means so much more. Our families mean so much more than a virus does. And as great as Tucker Carlson was in introducing Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor of Texas, I think the lieutenant governor was even better. Listen. You know, I I think about the leftist agenda of this administration and the dour, life is bad, you better get used to it personality of, of Biden. And what's the real principle? They have no hope. They have a lack of hope. They're divisive. They look for someone to blame their failures on. And they are the blue Grinch that wants to steal Christmas. But Christmas, as you said, will continue. Let's face it, Tucker, this season is about hope. That's what the Christmas season is about. Millions of Christians like myself believe a baby was born in the manger, Tucker, to bring the world hope, to bring us out of our darkness of our sins to the light of a living God that promises life in eternal heaven. And America, as you stated, as the people just said in that piece that you ran, they come back to always having that hope, no matter how difficult it is since the birth of our nation, whether it was world, the Civil War, World War I, the Great Depression, World War II, an assassination decade of the 60s, or 9-11. We always had hope, and we had presidents who inspired us, whether it was Roosevelt who said the only fear to fear is fear itself, or what Bush said and led us after 9-11. Americans do not cower whether it's the Nazis or the terrorists or the China virus, we have hope, we have strength. And when you have hope and strength, you have peace. But this president doesn't know what hope is. And he will not steal this holiday from us, Tucker. He will not take it away from us because we are a nation built on the word of God and we have hope. And even for those who don't believe, and I respect those who don't, even they look forward to a new year and a new beginning. And this president, Poll numbers are dropping into the basement because he is out of touch with who we are as a people and as a nation. And where's the... I just found that to be extraordinarily powerful and uh, inspiring. We are not going to let the fear mongers. We're not going to let the propagandists. We're not going to let those like Joe Biden calling for a death of extreme illness, sickness, or to, yeah, a winter of extreme illness and sickness and death for you and for your families and for the hospitals that you're about to overrun. That inspiration of, no, we will not let that sort of negative, um, attacking type of narrative that Joe Biden and his team are trying to advance, we're not going to let that ruin Christmas for us. We're going to have our meetings. We're going to have our, our get-togethers. We're going to have our parties. We're going to have our traditions. We're going to uphold them, which is exactly uh, the way it's supposed to be. Um, but but Biden yesterday, Brandon tried to tried to crush that, 
tried to crush that and said, you know what, uh, unless you're vaccinated, you don't get to have that Christmas. If you and those you celebrate with are vaccinated, particularly if you've gotten your booster shot, if you are vaccinated and follow the precautions that we all know well, you should feel comfortable celebrating Christmas and the holidays as you planned it. So it's just, you know, like I said, you look for inspiration wherever you can find it. And I found it there. And Tucker Carlson last night in the pro-Christmas rant that he went on and the Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick of Texas for the same reason. Okay, back to the phones at 216-901-0945. We'll go to Charlie in uh, Westlake. Hi, Charlie. Go ahead. Hey, Bob. Good program. Hey, I don't know if you got a chance to watch, but they're, they're attacking Jesse Waters. They're saying they need to fire him. All over the fact that he thinks Fauci had some <laughs> funding the uh, Wuhan virus. They're making fun of it. They're laughing like that's an impossibility that Dr. Fauci could have done anything negative and, and that Jesse Walters Waters now needs to be fired. Well, that's not why they're calling ridiculous. for his. That's, that's not why they're calling for his firing. Um, Fauci himself called for Jesse Waters to be fired because of the kill shot metaphor that Waters used. Jesse Waters, in talking about uh, the Wuhan lab and the, uh, the, the outbreak and so on and so forth, uh, he used a, a very frequently used metaphor called a kill shot. It's a rhetorical thing. It's a verbal thing. And they tried to make CNN tried to make it sound like they were calling for like Jesse Waters was actually calling for somebody to shoot and kill Dr. Anthony Fauci. That's why they're calling for his firing. So they were backing up their argu- arguments just saying Fauci's some sort of god and he could have never done anything negative. He's the best doctor in the world. And, you know, how could Jesse Waters not even thinking that, that Fauci's not the best doctor? It's just well, they, but that's not what this was about, Charlie. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Now, what you're saying is true. That's a common thing that, you know, they, they worship at the altar of Lord Fauci, uh, the left does. But that's not what this particular thing is about, about how good of a doctor he is. They, they, this is all about the language used by Jesse Waters. In fact, thanks for the call. Listen up. I'll, I'll play this for, for you and for anybody else who did not hear it. This is CNN uh, and their host. Who is the host here? Um, I'm not really sure. It doesn't really matter. I don't watch CNN, so I don't know all of these guys. But listen, as uh, they goad Dr. Fauci into calling for Jesse Waters' firing. On the subject of divisiveness, Dr. Fauci, I'm not going to play it because, frankly, I think it's dangerous. But, but Jesse Waters, who is a Fox News entertainer, was giving a speech to a conservative group where he talked about you and suggested to the crowd that they ambush you with what he said was some kind of rhetorical kill shot. That was his exact word. I'm wondering you know, how much that concerns you when you hear language like that about you and your, your well-being. Well, John, that's horrible. I mean, that just is such a reflection of the craziness that goes on in society. The only thing that I have ever done throughout these two years is to encourage people to practice good public health practices, to get vaccinated to be careful in public settings, to wear a mask. Quit saying vaccinated. It's not a vaccine. You changed the language. Sorry to jump in. For that, you have some guy out there saying that people should be giving me a kill shot to ambush me. I mean, what kind of craziness is there in society these days? That's awful that he said that. And he's going to go very likely unaccountable. (laughs) I mean, whatever network he's on is not going to do anything for him. I mean, that's crazy. The guy should be fired on the spot. The guy should be fired on the spot for saying that somebody should ambush uh, Dr. Fauci and give him a kill shot. 
Well, does context matter ever anymore in mainstream media or in CNN land? Does context matter? Because we all know what a verbal kill shot is. It is a tough question that traps him to the point where he can't get out of it. That's a kill shot. It's been used countless numbers of times by CNN. But yet they use this, and we're not even going to play it because it's so dangerous. Here's the context. This is what Jesse Waters said at the Turning Point USA event. Or someone... Okay, and we're going to have to refresh that. Hold now on. you're going for the kill shot. The kill shot with an ambush, deadly, because he doesn't see it coming. This is when you say, Dr. Fauci, you funded risky research at a sloppy Chinese lab, the same lab that sprung this pandemic on the world. You know why people don't trust you, don't you? Boom! He is dead! He is dead! He's done! Now, how you do that in 30 seconds. That's all you need. 30 seconds. Now, you get that footage to us, you get it to Fox, you get it to Human Events, you get it to Breitbart, you get it to Daily Caller, you get it to the Turning Point Pipeline. Imagine Tucker Carlson teases out of the A block, coming up. Brave college student confronts Lord Fauci at dinner. Exclusive footage right back. Get us that. That's what we want. That changes the whole conversation of the country. I've authorized it. Just make sure it's legal. So clearly you understand what Jesse Waters said was the metaphorical kill shot, which is a term that CNN loved until Fox News and Jesse Waters used it about Anthony Fauci. There's a great piece in The Federalist this morning talking about all of the different times on air and in print that CNN has used the kill shot metaphor to describe killing an agenda, killing Donald Trump's agenda, his campaign or his presidency, or whatever the case might be, over and over and over. On New Day, on Chris Cuomo, before Chris Cuomo got axed, uh, Brooke Baldwin, uh, Jake Tapper, on and on and on. They're all over the place. They've used the kill shot uh, a metaphor many, many times. But now that Jesse Waters uses it, oh, my God, they're calling for a literal ambush and killing of Lord Fauci. No, they're not. So to Charlie and Westlake, that's, uh, that was the issue there, just so you know. They're not calling for, for the firing of Jesse Waters because he criticized Fauci. Everybody criticizes Fauci. It was about this language. That's all they did. Okay, final segment coming up right after this. Okay, 10.57. We're going to make it to the end. I wasn't sure if my voice would hold out through the entire show. I've got a winter cold here. Uh, But we made it. Let's go to um, Navy Man Norm. It's been a while, Navy Man Norm. Good to have you back on the program. Go right ahead, sir. God bless, Bob, and Merry Christmas. I don't need some 79-year-old flatulent fool who can't string two 
intelligent sentences together to tell me what my family and I should be doing to keep safe. My wife and I both had COVID when it first came out in February 2020. We got over it within three days. Uh, he doesn't take he being uh, Brandon Lyon Biden doesn't take into account that there are millions of people that have medical conditions that preclude them from taking this poison that they want to inject into our bodies. But that's beside the point. It's all part of their plan, Bob. They have their own agenda, as you said. The more they can destroy or upset the nuclear family, the better for them. And that's the bottom line. It's better for them. Fraud chief. And he's the fraud that should be in jail for perjury, among other crimes, uh, is a no account, you know what. But as far as Biden goes, anything he says, I don't believe. I don't care what it is. He can't say the word Christmas. He can't say the word Jesus. Uh, it's all holiday. It's all holiday. But as far as they go, they can stand on their heads, spit wooden nickels. I and my wife are not getting their poison masquerading as a vaccine well my friend uh thank you very much navy man norm it's good to have you back on the program and i agree with every single word you just said by the way he can't say christmas and he can't say jesus but he can say true international pressure so he's got that going for him the uh, mumbler in chief that's all the time that i've got i apologize apologize if i left you on hold but we are out of time We'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully, God willing, my voice will hold out for one more day (laughs) before we get to Christmas. Let's go, Brandon. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.